warlike people in the Deuteronomistic history. Deuteronomistic. Deuteronomistic. (laughs) (laughs) Reaganomics! Deuteronomistic! I don't know. Is it wiki? German biblical scholar. Yeah. Uh, Deuter Deutsche... Maybe it's German medieval ancient history. I don't know what we're talking about. Greek mythology. I mentioned it last week. Um, I called him Samson. I just wanted to double check about the guy who always used to push the rock up the hill and it come down. Oh, it's biblical, isn't it? Is it biblical? I thought it was biblical. It's like Old Testament I think, right, shit. Samson it? is in the Bible. Yeah. But the guy we were talking about, I think, was called Sisyphus. Okay. And he was a king. And he was punished by doing the book up the top of the hill. So it wasn't Samson, it was Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Yeah, great name. Don't know why it didn't catch on. Syf- well, syphilis. Yeah. yeah. Caught on. It was contagious in different was- ways. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Samson was a Nazirite, right? And a Nazirite is, in the Hebrew Bible, is someone who took a vow. And that vow included not eating alcohol from grapes. So you couldn't eat wine, but you could drink beer. <laughs> Hop's not a grape, is it? <laughs> Refrain from cutting your hair. Don't cut your hair. No. Don't drink wine. Don't cut your hair. <laughs> and don't become ritually impure by contact with corpses and graves, even if it's your family member. Don't dig up your family members. You, or you, otherwise, you won't be a Nazarite anymore. That's, I think that's fair. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's like don't even visit graves. Isn't this Don't just, approach a graveyard. Isn't this just the same as like Ten Commandments shit? Nazarites. Where it's like, yeah, this is obvious. Don't fuck the dead or a pile of leaves. Yeah. Don't, or we won't like you anymore. Don't sit at the front row of a Blue Whale concert. <laughs> <laughs> sperm <laughs> Whale. That's a sperm Whale. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he had all this power, Samson. He could uh, kill a lion with his bare hands. Killed a bunch of Philistines. I tried to look into Brit. That was the last rabbit hole. I couldn't quite figure out what that was. What's a Philistine? I don't know. Sounds it's something like an I always hear people being called, but I yeah, don't really know Philistine. what it means. Like, oh, you're just from Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. He killed all of Philadelphia using only the jawbone of a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> he liked the challenge. Well, I'll take that donkey's jawbone. I'll kill your whole army. That's bizarre. Uh, but the thing was, if he got his hair cut, then his vow would be violated and he'd lose all his strength. Right. So like yeah. Hercules. Yeah. But Christian version. Yeah. Love, lovely hair. They love this whole fucking big One strength thing. Like, Hercules didn't have a weakness, though, did he? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Achilles. Achilles, Achilles yeah, had Achilles. the. Yeah, he had a dicky finger or whatever. Yeah, Hercules um, was. I only know Hercules from Disney. That was ironic. That was... I know he had a fucking a bad heel. <laughs> but yeah, he had. Um, Hercules was born immortal. That was his weakness, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> weak yeah, weak mortal bastard I've always really been interested in Greek mythology I find ne- it I've just never looked into it every time I try and get into it it's always from a source that I find really dull yeah I tried to find a good podcast did you did you find myths and legends I think so oh my god Vic just... loves it I, I started mm. listening to a few of them and I was just like this guy is just putting me to sleep yeah I can't remember and I showed which it to Vic yeah. and like she, she, she loves it it's totally her bag but like yeah. I'm just I, I can't well the whole Greek mythology thing is, is, is definitely I'm, in my ballpark it's just like yeah I just haven't looked into it at all I, I want fucking Dan what's his name hardcore histories guy I want him yeah. doing doing Greek Dan myths Carlin? Dan Carlin yeah 
I could, I could, I could, I could listen to him do. do I still haven't listened to his history thing. Have you not? No, Dude, it's great. It's really good. It's it, like it's it's a commitment because each one's like well, you listen to podcasts all day, but each one's mm. like three to four to five hours long, like depending on what he's covering, and then it's, it's all like educational and shit, isn't it? Um, in what respect? In that you're know. learning something. Is it like uh, I don't know? Is it quite? Is it, I know it's probably comical in the entertaining way that he goes through it and it's, fascinating. It's dramatic. It's, yeah, it's a, I guess. it's a passionate person discussing yeah. about his thing passionately is what yeah. I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've gotten... I, I should check it out, definitely. But yeah. like uh, when I try and listen to other people's podcasts that are either trying really hard to be funny... I mean, have you heard uh, my dad wrote a porno? Uh, I listened to... I think I listened to two after listening yeah. to one and being like, no, but it's really popular. I'd like to figure out why I listened to another and I still couldn't. It's because we just, we're just different people <laughs> to them. Yeah. Them. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be quirky? Oh, how, how, how weird that my dad did something so it's, controversial as explore his sexual appetite so through it literature. It seemed like okay. the people that find this funny and no disrespect to them because find whatever you like funny. Okay. Oh yeah. The people that find this funny will also find Jack Whitehall funny. Yeah, and stuff like the in-betweeners. Yeah, stuff like that. If that's, See, if that's their I audience. I don't I mean? mind the in-betweeners. I don't. I don't love it, but I don't mind. But did you it. have like a tragic childhood? I can't remember. Uh, no, no, no. My childhood was quite good. It's probably why you like it then. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have some fucked up, messed up, weird ass childhood and then watch the in-betweeners be like, oh, he's nervous about talking to the girl. <laughs> I'm in the corner just like making fires and burning shit. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't read. Really, I did that in the parks. Yeah. I used to make fires in the woodland yeah, areas. Our childhood was very different, but I think we like. <laughs> <laughs> but the in between, like, the reason I said that. You had the tragedy, and I wanted the tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, did you ever spend. You were tempting. Tragedy when well, you're a child. Uh, no, it's make it's, a wish, blow out the candles, <laughs> want a hurricane. <laughs> it was when I started getting into music, uh, yeah. like like properly and being inspired inspired by all of these people with just like just tragedy in their lives, but producing such beautiful stuff. Mm. Being like, I wish my life was shit, <laughs> <laughs> and then I could write something worth listening to. I remember having, um, I think, like you know, uh, relationship arguments when I was 16 and it being all emotional. Mm. And I remember being like, remember to use this in your future creative endeavours. <laughs> <laughs> just try and look at the positive and like crying in the street. I was just like, one day you're going to be on the stage. You're going to let loose all that emotion. Yeah. Don't even remember what it was about. <laughs> no. It's arguments when you're full of hormones and thick as pig shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just confusing. Well, it didn't have to be, I don't know. It doesn't have to be confu- as confusing as it has to be. Because mm. I think growing up, is just you just learn so much shit. Oh, yeah. And like at the same time, school's telling you that, oh, by the way, the First World War was incredibly important. You need to know all of these facts about the First World War. Yeah. And you go to uni like, why do I need to know about the First World War? It's yeah. good to know. But at the time, I was like, this must be really important. <laughs> like what why you know oh they put corpses into the walls of the trench and i think it was more just giving the teacher a hard-on it's like (laughs) yeah he's do all this fucked up stuff in the second first world war (laughs) i wonder if being around all those hormones as a teacher 
you must get like a cut like a contact high you know what i mean like if you hang around a certain lot of people you start to act a bit like them a teacher's around 30 different teenagers a day like an hour well that's why uh, that's not fair there's more teachers than than there are cases of teachers fucking pupils but like oh yeah not necessarily like yeah not like that but just their hormones getting bit maybe they feel a bit more pubescent i don't know i don't know like they must <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe I get like maybe I'll accept. Know, a farmer doesn't start acting like a cow, does he? If you're <laughs> if if if, if you're I guess I would say it's the same as like uh, being in a crowd. Yeah. Like um, if you're if if I'm at a show, like I might like a uh, uh, a concert or something like that. Um, even with a band that I don't really know and I'm not really into, I'll generally mm. go with the emotion and the feeling of the crowd. Yeah. Whereas if I'm at home watching it, it's just like, this is all right. This is all right. <laughs> like you, yeah. you don't, you don't. And, you and, have a better live experience when you're surrounded by other people because yeah. you have a different. It's yeah, a different and we've intake we've of said it, it with data. like we, I think we've said it with stand up in the past as well. Yeah. Like there's some shows that are just like there's, it's well, just you same, have to be yeah. there. Same as when we saw Clutch. Yeah, there was an opener that was really good live. Mm, um, I remember the name of it, but I don't think we should shit on it. Oh right, fair enough. This feels weird. And then we got in the car on the drive back, and I put them on. It was like these are shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good. This like studio versions just weren't as good as the yeah. live performance. But the live stuff was they were great. It's really good. Yeah, <laughs> but then like yeah, you listen to them in the context of a car. Ride, I guess it's like, like how oh. do you how do you capture that other than just recording yeah. live shows? Yeah. Well, it's just a different medium, isn't it? It's a, it's a book instead of a play or you know, mm. whatever, whatever how it is. So yeah, Samson, Sisyphus, Sisyphus, Sisyphus. Yeah, yeah. I think I should. I've always been one of those things, but oh, I'll probably look into that and I'll grow as a person. Mm. Nah, don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's that whole. Um, it's basically a TV show, isn't it? Back in the day. Greek mythology, they'd be like, "Oh, Zeus is up there. He's angry. He's in the lightning." Yeah, yeah. And like, just oh, greedy. he's probably upset with this god and this god. That's just like there. They turned they turned God into a soap opera. When it, <laughs> but it looks like quite good. It just being God, he's there. It's fine. Get over it. Like it's <laughs> like it's now it's it's Zeus and oh, what's he gonna do when he finds Mars or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, Neptune's in the sea. It's the imagery that I like. I think it's what it is. The creative yep. imagery of like the storms are angry and they, they attach this whole story to it. Yeah. Of like, oh, it's Poseidon. You know, the, yeah. the, the war. He, he's still angry because Zeus betrayed him in some way. You know, that kind of this thing they it's made. It's very dramatic. It didn't feel very gossipy, but it yeah. did. It, you could probably look at it that way though. Yeah. But, but you yeah, do find that in, in modern in, day when God sends storms and tsunamis because of gays. That's true. Happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in other news, <laughs> this will make more sense once I've made a segment video for it. But I wasn't—I didn't have time in the end. Okay. Um, I found out that there's a place in the country called Saddington, <laughs> and <laughs> I just thought it would—it would be funny just to look up the news in Saddington <laughs> and see what's been happening in Saddington this week. <laughs> Okay, because this article, which is uh, interesting, a former accountant has been forced to live in a freezing shed for a year after his ex-girlfriend met a new man. How Saddington? <laughs> <laughs> now this is uh, this is a tragic story. Has of... to live in his shed. 
Basically, yeah, he was he, he was living with a girl, a woman. They, they, I think they're in like their 50s. Yeah, he's 59 and she's 55. Okay. And the relationship started to go bad. He ended up moving into a cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> and her new boyfriend moved in. And eventually they told him he should live in the shed. And he's out now. But uh, yeah, it's basically, don't you know, the people aren't aware about how bad controlling relationships can be. But if you think, oh, you know what? I'm moving in under, under the stairs. <laughs> don't, you find yourself reaching that point. Yeah. Just go, no. I don't understand people moving into different bedrooms. I no. certainly don't understand people moving into different houses if they're still together. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's be like, just sleep in the same house. But then I'm emotionally warped. I've never been if so you, filled with murderous rage. If you're rage. still together, then, yeah, live in the same house. Like, yeah, I, yeah that, that, that's an old school mentality, isn't it? Like having two beds. Yeah. But in, that, in that same room. Yeah. Yeah, or like, you know, sleeping on the couch because you've pissed off your partner. Oh, yeah, no, you fuck go like, you. Yeah, you just go, no, I think I'm okay with sleeping. I'll just go and sleep. Yeah. Oh, you're going to hate me for a while. I've been hated for years. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Just never understood. You know, it's, I understand that, you know, you need to work out, iron out problems that occur in an emotional con- situation. Mm. But like not being able to sleep next to somebody. Yeah. I've, met, I've just never been, again, I've just never been in that position. So maybe I will get to a point where I'm so angry with somebody <laughs> I can't sleep next to them. I can't empathise with it because I, we... I've always made a point of kind of resolving an argument before we go to sleep. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to open up your personal life too much. Go on. A couple of episodes ago, um, you chose to sleep on the couch because there was a pile of clothes that you couldn't emotionally deal with on your bed. Yeah, I'm, so I, I'm talking about an argument with my partner. My clothes are a completely different matter. I'll uh, fall out with my clothes. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got some pretty crazy views. Uh, sometimes they can't see reasons. They're like, you sleep on the bed tonight, red sweatshirt. <laughs> Going on the couch. It's a comfortable yeah. couch. Yeah, just old school stuff, I guess. Because people didn't know how to process or deal with stuff. Well, I'm not that, saying that we do. I think but a lot we know of it that came more from of that effort. whole stiff upper lip kind of mentality. Maybe just PTSD. Yeah, just generations and generations yeah. of pope of PTSD. Yeah, I think that's why people joined the army so much. It was bored as fuck. And they heard all these incredible stories of travel and oh yeah, that you know, and glory. <laughs> what? But I can't. Yeah, there was conscription, but it was still like an eagerness. To go and do it. Uh, and there was nothing the else to do. Yeah. No, there were people who commit... Uh, I mean, I don't know how much of this is... Um, uh, what do you call it? When countries are trying to force truth on somebody to... Not national pride. Propaganda. Propaganda. I don't know yeah. how much of this is propaganda. But there were people who would be committing suicide because they weren't allowed to join the military. Oh, yeah. Or they'd fake their own age to get in early. Yeah. And you go, they must have been eager in order to do that. Yeah. And then there yeah. must be cases where it wasn't, but I think there was a lot more eagerness for it back then than there is now. And I think it's because now you can just play Fortnite on your phone. <laughs> and it's just like, you've got all these different avenues to keep yeah. your attention. Whereas if you were living in Stoke-on-Trent in the 30s, no car, you know, <laughs> just stuck in the little village that you were in, I'm yeah. sure you'd be out of your mind. And then someone says, we'll pay you more money than you're earning right now to come over and fly planes... You might be like, yeah, that sounds great. 
Yeah, I could understand that, but I also think people used to put a lot more stock in national pride than they do now. Well, yeah, that and yeah, we were much more divided. Country, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go die in somewhere else. Like, I'm quite happy where I am. I'm not going to do that shit for my country. I don't care. Yeah, well, they were more optimistic. They probably didn't think they were going to... I'm going to go die! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but <laughs> like... like I mean? Yeah, like... It gets to a uh, certain point where it's like, you're definitely, definitely going to die. Yeah, Like, now, in, the, in the middle of PTSD. war... Like, not... No time in the recent history, but like um, World War One, World War Two, it's like no, you're definitely going to die. But they were seen as heroes, yeah. And I think now military people are still seen as um, brave people, yeah. But there's oh, yeah, not, not and, as heroic as I think society as a whole, yeah. views them. And it's not to before. it's not to shit on military people. If anything, it's just like you, I, I, I wouldn't do what you're doing because I don't care as much as you do. Like this is true. that's that's just kind of where I stand with it. And this came because we were talking about old school attitudes because this guy broke up with his wife and moved into a cupboard <laughs> under the stairs. Stiff upper lip. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. back in. Yeah. We're back in the root. All right. Um yeah, Mad Hang on. Madsen of get close Kirky. to the mic when you're doing this shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, Chris Chapman, 59, believed he suffered from Stockholm Syndrome after becoming dependent on Julie Martin, 55, and being abused by a partner. Um, she was Imagine jailed for 16 months. Imagine being 59 and being abused. Well, I get, if, you don't deal with, if you don't deal with your emotional trauma, it's going to haunt you forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But my point is, yeah, there's people who, who there are toxic people who love to be a manipulative, who love yeah. to manipulate in relationships. And you just need, there has to be a line that, there's a line that I know I hit because I've hit that line a few times and I've been like, that's not a red flag. It's fine. Yeah. Just keep on going. And be like, oh no, yeah, that was definitely it's a big <laughs> red flag. Yeah. I think one of them was... Um, I suppose, a- no, that's that's unfair of me to say. Like, you can, you, you can be emotionally vulnerable to that point at any stage in your life. Yeah. Just uh, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, but it's fair to say that it's a shame that he's gone through so much of his life already and he's still suffering Mm. these kind of things but yeah one of the red flags I think I had that I, I kind of shook it off she was saying I, I think she said I believe anybody who believes in God um, is stupid a child and should be executed and I don't want to talk about it Do you, uh, and I was like you don't want and I was being she was like dropping me off home or something I was like that's a weird third date statement yeah <laughs> Do you, do you? That's the thing. Like, part of me would be like, "Do you believe that, or are you saying it for the sh- for shock value?" But it's the and I don't want to talk about it thing. Yeah, that's like, the big thing. Yeah. Like, why have you brought it up if you don't want to talk about it? You just want to tell me something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just your evil just spilling over a little bit, and then yeah. you try and you try the, to keep it. In. Maybe it's don't want to talk about it's it. it's an unexplored thing of like uh, I've been in. I don't know. I've I've had a puritanical past with my parents that and and I don't I, yeah. I don't follow their beliefs and since then I've found them repulsive like that kind of thing. But I suppose you you just don't know. And but it I is had a, a natural flag. reaction of like this feels like a big red flag. Yeah. And I was like it's probably just I don't know worded <laughs> it badly. Uh, but no, um, the court heard how after meeting in two thousand six um, the woman persuaded him to sell his house and move into her home. Again, just weird manipulative oh. people. She then took over control of his bank accounts and benefits. Wow. It broke down, and because he now had nowhere else to go, he moved into a small cupboard under the stairs. Just, <laughs> sod this. I'm moving <laughs> under the stairs. 
All right, Harry. Um, yeah, then uh, he was given. He moved into. He got, he got. He moved into the shed. They put him in the shed, and he was given a list of things he had to ask to do. He had to ask how to use the toilet, and he was attacked a lot. Jesus. The defendants kept about fifty rabbits um, with in the, the shed. <laughs> in the house somewhere. Maybe in the shed, probably in the shed, right? Or the garden, at least. Which the prosecution said were living in much better conditions than Mr. Chapman. (laughs) He was in the shed for about a year. Um, And, yeah, fair play to him. He waived his anonymity. He came to the press and said, I don't need to be anonymous. I need to spread the word that, you know, this happens. This is a real thing that happens. It happened to me. Nobody should do it. I'd never had a family other than my parents. I always wanted that. But going with my heart instead of my head for the first time ruined my life. Oof. So the first time he, like, put all his PTSD to one side oh. of growing up, I was like, I'm going I'm to take a chance on love. He ended up under the stairs and then in the shed. <laughs> um, so that's what's happening in Saddington. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, one other thing from me, and then we're going to some audience stuff. I just don't understand this, um, but I think it's just a creepy thing, and I think it's weird that people do it. U.S. rapper, actor, and TV host T.I. or T <laughs> has prompted revulsion after he revealed that he accompanies his 18-year-old daughter Deja Harris to a gynecological exam each year to check her hymen to make sure she's still a virgin. Every wow. year. It's insane, right? Wow. Well, number one, again, this is where context matters. If you take your daughter to see a gynecologist every year, that could be a beautiful, amazing health promotion thing. Yeah. If you're just looking to get her regular health checks and all and that you kind of stuff. wait in the waiting room. Yeah. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't check her hymen, but he gets, he makes sure the doctor knows that he, I'm here so you can check her hymen. That is... Possessive, oh, crazy, God, untrusting as well. Just trust your but fucking also, daughter. Like, and how, who cares? how old is she? Uh, Eighteen. Yeah, doesn't matter. Who cares? But again, weird people. A practice condemned as humiliating and traumatic by the World Health Organization. <laughs> the World Health Organization is is accused. Is they've weighed in on this. <laughs> But I'm, I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I'm saying that he should take the hint that this is a pretty yeah. widely um, agreed upon bad thing to be doing. Jesus Christ. The the rapper is a major celebrity in the US. I've never heard of him, but I think I saw... He was in Ant-Man. Okay. I don't know as what, but oh. he was in Ant-Man. Um, and he's currently appearing alongside Cardib and Car- Chance the Rapper. <laughs> Sorry, that was my... I'm getting... Catch today! You said the Cardibs and the Justin Burbers. Asked on the... and Oh, this is what I liked about it. He revealed it on a podcast. Asked on the Ladies Like Us podcast about sex education for his children, he said, not only have we had the conversation, we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen. Yes, I go with her. I will say, as of her 18th birthday, her hymen is still intact. Jesus Christ. What did they say? Because is, is that like a pro-woman podcast? Ladies Please Like Us? they went off I'm assuming... On um, no, I think, uh, I, I don't think they ran, they ran <laughs> just, into him. Like, just put on that fucking shit-eating American talk show host, Grinch, like, 
All right, then. <laughs> and yes. now, Cardib. <laughs> yes, I go with her. Like, I'm a good dad. I take my daughter and check out her hymen every year. Oh, uh, he did acknowledge um, the, what happens when he's there. Um, they as come the, as to though me he's say, being the good dad and like yeah. buying her tampons or something. Yeah, he's like he's he's, he's breaking down barriers and he's being you know, no. You're, you're a barrier. <laughs> you're a massive barrier. The pressure that should be your the rap name. Pressure barrier. The, the pressure T-I. of it and it never works. It, that's the thing. I think the more you give, obviously, every, people need structure. But how but, long do you keep that up? How long before she? before his daughter regains has some kind of agency over her vagina <laughs> with her or some kind of privacy with her gynecologist like how well that's the, <laughs> how can you what what kind of idiot do you have to be to 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 not see that that's going to cause some fucked up problems for your relationship like yeah. if not now then later on down the line trust issues as well i mean just trust that I'm not having sex, Dad. Yeah. No, I need a doctor's note. Yeah. Jesus. Or just- and, but again, from one context, you can see it as he's being supportive and you should. there should be no stigma around going to the gynecologist. That but side the way of it's that fine. he's talking about it, you go, I don't think that's what he's thinking. That side of it's fine. Like, if you're taking her to... Yeah, if you're taking her to a clinic, if you're, if, if, if you're like, taking her to, to have problems solved or, or mm. just, to, just for, for, like, routine health checks or something like that, but that feels controlling well, it is controlling if that's yeah. if if that word for word is is what it is then well oh, the closing statement disgusting from him is he says so then they come and say well i just want you to know that there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken this is the doctor telling him like bike riding athletics horse riding and just you know generic yeah. athletic physical activity so he doesn't let her ride bikes or horses or but he, have any kind of ac- activity he replies look doc she don't ride no horses <laughs> <laughs> she don't ride no bike and she don't play no sports just check the hymen please what? and give me back my results expeditiously that's how it's written. <laughs> oh. Look, Doc, just check the hymen, please. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, he's just passing on his, his PTSD. That's all it is. He's just passing on all the emotion he has no idea how to deal with. <sighs> he's a, you know, he's a creative person. I thought maybe he wouldn't. But uh, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Okay. On to some um, audience participation. Vice is showcasing the fetish of formicophilia, which is where people incorporate insects into their sex lives. Living insects? Yeah. I suppose dead ones is no better, but living... (laughs) Well, again, this is what I mean about opinion. People having their opinions, right? Because okay. I'd argue, I'd argue, insects are quite a clear societally seen, but different by society as animals. Yeah. If people were fucking chickens, there would be a different attitude around this thing, where it's like it's cruel. Yeah. But if you're, and this is like, um, 
uh, people playing with bugs. As one of the bug play participants, participants explain, when I'm feeling insects crawling all over me, it creates the sensation that washes up and down my oh, body. <sighs> That's it, washing up and down your body. Uh, that's just pure pleasure and feeling that closeness with these creatures makes me feel wonderful and loved inside. Oh. Now, because I find this stuff fascinating. I don't find it, you know, it's cringy. Just interested because I think that just at some point, a certain chain of events have occurred that now your brain is wired this way. God. Do you know what I mean? I've got no fear or phobia of bugs in yeah. any way. Quite happy with them. Don't care. Like, it's all fine. But not all over me while <laughs> naked with my partner. I think like, one of the things um, they said that I didn't put in is uh, there would be men who would um, insert worms into their urethras. Uh, what? Just leave it in the ground? <laughs> just, it's... It's having it's 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 digging around. It's all right. It doesn't it doesn't need to be <laughs> yeah. up your dick. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't I don't care whether people do this or not. I'll just be like, okay. Like I say, if if it was animals, I think it'd be different for me. I'd just be like, well, we assume that an animal has some form of a soul more so than, more so than a worm. An insect. Yeah, I can understand. So that. there's a clear distinction there. I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong, but I'm saying that socially there's a difference between the two. I think there's and just because a... we see it as the insects as we're going to put them in our burgers and that'll solve a lot of problems. I think you go. Oh. Yeah, if people have, if there's um, what are the bestiality people, if they were fucking worms instead of goats, I yeah. see that as an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's. <laughs> I I, th- I think it's just um, there's like there's a certain point where a creature gets to a point of simplicity where we're like that thing doesn't really matter to me anymore. Yeah. Uh, like otherwise we'd feel sorry for amoebas. Yeah. Or like wind. Yeah. You couldn't eat anything because everything's got bacteria on it and bacteria are alive. What about the bacteria? And yeah. you get people protesting. We just like, structure our own hierarchical structures about yeah. the importance of yeah things around us yeah and insects are just down there so i just go like oh you know whatever but this was the thing that um <clears throat> crowder went off on and i've got you know i quite like his change my mind stuff and all that kind of stuff so there's no dig on on stephen crowder but it was it was weird i think i've just haven't read blogs before and mm. this felt very bloggy because i want i'm tempted to try and do some bloggy type stuff this is a practice for writing yeah and um reading his stuff like he went off about how we're trying to normalize this kind of behavior mm. by presenting it as normal. Yeah. And that's due to the cheapening of marriage by allowing gays to marry. Mm. Because once you allow one group, one thing that isn't in the Bible, you know, once you normalize one thing, it leads to the normalization of another and sexual normalization has gone too far. And I don't care about any of that. I don't mm. care about that that opinion about what you think should have happened. It's boring to me. Yeah. I just don't care about opinions anymore. I'm just like, no, just this is a thing that happens. I'm fascinated why these people and how these people got this way. Because mm. I think my, my belief is anybody could be that person. You just need to have the certain set of circumstances, certain experiences that will lead you down a path. Yeah. And eventually you will your brain will rationalize itself to survive and certain things be justified. Yeah. Same way anyone could be a murderer in cold blood. It's just, well, just if A, B, C and D happen to you, yeah. you're more likely to do that. And if you're not, then E, F, G, H will, and then that will 
you know. Yeah. You just we're just the sum of all of our experiences. So these people aren't born evil yeah, in your no. mind, you know. It's was, just um, like and I think it's something as simple as just I've always said I think my I think I can remember a point where I felt my hormones activate. Mm. And I and the the girl that I was playing around with playing kiss chase or whatever mm. that was imprinted in my mind. And that is the type of girl that I'm attracted to. Yeah. And it just happens to be that person at that time. Yeah. And maybe the other person was playing Earthworm Jim <laughs> and just, oh, this insect thing. Or, you know, I think there was a girl I, there was a girl I a date, uh, went on a date with a while ago. We were talking about this kind of stuff. And yeah, she said she remembers a similar thing. She came in to a room where someone was watching a film and the film was, there was a film about somebody being... Um, humiliated and covered in, I think it was custard or whatever, right. and they were shameful. And she had the same reaction of like her hormones kind of activated, and so she, for whatever reason, found that very sexy. Mm. So I think just this at some point, just the big finger of hormones just goes, "This is who you are now." You're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have, I've sympathy for. It. I'm fascinated by it, but yeah, people just want to rip into it. I mean, the article that I got it from is Summit News, I think. Right. Um, yes, yeah, summit.news, and that feels very opinionated, a lot of the other articles. They said, Vice hasn't published something this sick since they literally, le- literally let a paedophile betray himself as the victim. Mm-hmm. Now, I read that as he did it in, like, a police reenactment. Right. As in, like, he played both himself and the, f- and the victim. <laughs> but, it was, uh, sadly, it was just him saying that paedophilia is a disease. And he is a victim of this disease. Right. So normalising paedophilia is another thing that Vice has been accused of. Again, opinion. I don't mm. care. The world is a t- terrible place. You need to, The world, in on the whole, is a terrible place. Our job as individuals is to find a small plot of land and grow rabbits. Whatever the of mice and men quote is. Live yeah. off the fat of the land. <laughs> that's, that's, that's of mice and men. Live off the fat of the land. And then it's getting shot in the back there. <laughs> the strangling women you find in bars. School. And, and he finishes the article by saying, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is why the terrorists hate us. Again, another opinion I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> that makes no sense. If it was a joke, I'd understand. It was yeah. just like... And when I say if it was a joke, I mean how ridiculous it is that you would write that. Not that you're making light of the situation by saying terrorists hate us because we've been fucking worms. It's like, no, yeah. I don't think they care about what you fuck. Yeah. Maybe they do, but they care more about fulfilling their divine destiny or whatever it is. I think it's got less to do with that. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere from the audience participation segment. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I'll sum this one up because uh, it didn't really go very far but there was a guy on death row um, I thought his name was a, uh, a man no Schreiber was his name good old Schreiber 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 we've had a few of those he uh, he was on death row for I think beating a man to death with an axe <coughs> he beat him to death with an axe yeah the handle didn't use the blade he used the axe handle <laughs> Uh, I go, but um, yeah, he was on death row for that, and they went to execute him. He had an allergic reaction to something and was medically dead before being resuscitated. And he said, "Well, you did kill me, so I've served my death sentence." You know, oh. Do you know what I mean? That weird grey area of when well, yeah. you have killed me, and yes, I did come back to life. Um, I mean, 
you've done your job right. You've killed me for the crime that I committed. I think he's assuming that people don't think death is permanent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we could have brought these guys back too. <laughs> yeah. We could put them in a coma. Yeah. Would have been fine. Um, one of the things in the clause is, is a little trivia. Um, he did have a do not resuscitate agreement. And when he had this bad reaction to... I don't think it was a bad reaction necessarily to the injection, mm. but it was he had a bad reaction to something. Uh, they called his brother, and his brother said, like, if it helps his pain, please do it. But if it, other than that, don't treat him. And indirectly, he got better. So he's saying, I had to do not resuscitate. You resuscitated me, and you killed me. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want from me? Yeah, no, just kill him again. The judge said, Schreiber is either still alive in which case he must remain in prison, or he's actually dead, in which case this appeal is moot. <laughs> so the judge was like, is he alive? Yes, they go to prison. <laughs> you need to serve your... It's a life imprisonment. And I guess they just try and kill him later on. Uh, but yeah, what happened in 1996... Just do it again. The chair's right there. Just turn it on. Well, it's a whole process, isn't it? To kill someone in America. It's not like... Oh, it's so dumb. You're already in the room. <laughs> well, I think he was saying he's been in prison for four years longer than he should have, implying that maybe he should have been executed four years ago. I should have been killed years <laughs> ago. But that's the whole a thing, genuinely, is, um, yeah, a death row inmate can be on death row for a long time, For a time, long, long I think, time. Yeah. While they get the bureaucracy and everything See, it never used to be that long. You used to just be like, which? And they were dead within the hour. <laughs> yeah. Cause she, is she lighter than a duck? Yeah. <laughs> Kill her! <laughs> Uh, yeah, she and her boy, as uh, she, Shriver, Evelyn Tangy, and her boyfriend, John Terry, went drinking together at a friend's house. The group left together, and a few hours later, Shriver and Tangy came back without Terry. Both wouldn't respond to repeated questions of Terry's whereabouts. However, Shriver did state that he had beaten the crap out of John Terry, and that John Terry wouldn't be hurting anyone else. So he wouldn't answer direct questions, but he'd tell people... <laughs> What happened to Terry? Oh, uh, we don't know. Did you kill him? No, I don't know what you're talking about. But I did beat the shit out of John Terry and he's not going to hurt anyone anymore. So what had John Terry done? Don't know. Don't know. Um, yeah, but that's what he went to prison for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, they did kill him. They brought him back. And now he's... Uh, now... Is he, he still on death row? Now he's moot. Yeah. Oh, Christians. Okay. This is where I think it came from. There's a Kenyan lawyer seeking to um, sue... I think it's Israel and Italy for killing Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the unlawful conviction and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Uh, Dola Indidis has filed a petition with the International Court of Justice suggesting Italy and Israel be held responsible for his death. I'm going to the International <laughs> Court of Justice. Meanwhile, in the Legion of Doom, <laughs> you killed Jesus. Uh, yeah, Roman Catholic Indidis, I think it's how it's pronounced, apparently names the two countries in the lawsuit um, because the two states incorporated the laws of the Roman Empire, which were in force when they crucified Jesus. <laughs> imagine, imagine being served with that, like just opening it up. <laughs> you killed Jesus. What? Uh <laughs> I filed the case because it's my duty to uphold the dignity of Jesus. And I've gone to the... Who may or may not have existed. 
I think the belief at the moment is that he did exist, but maybe, you know, that a Jesus existed. Get maybe he was on death row when they <laughs> killed him, and he came, he back. came back, and he was like, "Well, <laughs> this I was only meant to." That was my first life. Yeah, now I'm gonna go live my best life. Yeah. So good night. He's still among us. He's yeah. soft surfing somewhere. <laughs> I have gone to the International Court of Justice to seek justice for the man from Nazareth. Uh, Indid is told Standard Media, which is a Kenyan news website. Standard Media. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a cover-up or anything. (laughs) Standard Media um, defending the dignity of Jesus. Hmm. His selective and malicious prosecution (laughs) 2,000 years ago, all you've got is a book it's like saying that Harry Potter was mistreated. You know, there's no evidence that he was dealt with incorrectly or meanly. Yeah. Apart from one book. Mm. And opinionated, yeah. you know, propaganda newspapers. Is, uh, is the, the Bible admissible as, as evidence? Well, it's in the court, isn't it? In in America, anyway, you have to swear on it. So they I don't must think, have some... I, I think that is sort of debunked. I don't... I think... Oh, really? Someone said... That you can actually swear on anything a you bike. want. <laughs> I swear on this bike. <laughs> Pretty nice bike. It's a, it's a good bike. <laughs> got ten gears. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, yeah, they're saying they violated Jesus's human rights. I don't know if human rights existed in Zero. Uh, Zero was when he was born or when he died. Zero was, was when he died. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, BC... Oh, wait. Before BC Christ. BC before Christ. Oh, yeah. I think he was born on zero. AD is Anno Domini, but I don't yeah. know exactly what that means. I think um, on but Tuesdays I was you always get told two was... for one. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was always told like it, it kind of means after death, which means there's a period of like 30 years that didn't have a name. <laughs> yeah. He was both born and... Dead on <laughs> yeah. zero. Everything yeah. came together. Um, uh, he's also attempting to sue Tiberius, the former emperor of Rome. <laughs> Good luck. Pontius Pilate. Suing Pontius Pilate. <laughs> Why don't we just fucking throw Noah in there while we're at it? Uh, sue King the whale. Herod. <laughs> Got old King Herod. Sisyphus? No, no. <laughs> and a further selection of Jewish elders. Just some elderly Jewish people, please. Got <laughs> sued. Goodness sake. Uh, evidence today is on record in the Bible, and you cannot discredit the Bible, he told Kenyan Citizen News, a branch of standard media. You can't discredit the Bible. Bible. Well, that's the whole Christian view, isn't it? Is that the Bible is one hundred? Uh, well, is gospel? You know, that's some Christians' views, or some... <sighs> is it right to call them Christians? Is it only Christians who view the Bible as potentially gospel, or is the Old Testament viewed as gospel as well? I don't think the Old Testament's viewed as gospel in the Jewish community. Uh, so I think, I thought otherwise the there Testament, wouldn't be discussion about it. And I think that's what was famously... I thought the Old Testament occurs. was the only part of the Bible that the Jewish people... Yeah. yeah. But I don't think they see it as gospel. Oh right, okay. Do you know what I mean, as though it's, it's in like, Christian it's, it as is, it's the word of God. It is stories, like it is. Yeah, to be interpreted and yeah. to be debated, whereas in I think that's the difference. Seems I think a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's that. Like we were saying, a few, I was saying a few weeks ago, like why I 
I always think of like Jewish scholars being quite wise in comparison to the mm. other religions. I think it's just that that openness. Yeah, different debate culture. Yeah. Um, oh, but he does say, um, and I quote, I am suing as a friend. <laughs> oh, well, you're doing it in a friendly way. <laughs> um, uh, there's some that goes into a little bit of detail saying there was actually a recent trial of Joan of Arc. which set the precedent for his request Um, she was burned at the stake but the verdict of her case was reversed by papal commission years after her death so the uh, church changed their mind about her being burnt at the stake (laughs) and made her an innocent person so that's why he's decided to do this Um, (laughs) I like that the this uh, a spokesman for the International Court of Justice told the Legal Cheek website, uh, "It's just, it's not even theoretically possible for us to consider this case." <laughs> like, who's uh, uh, good with talking with the press? Um, I don't know, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, come out, come on, mate, you can do it. Just you know, tell them when, but be nice about it. But we're not taking this wacko seriously. <laughs> Uh, it's not, I mean, theoretically, no, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Just There's no way of even conceiving how we would pursue this case. <laughs> so yeah, don't sue Jesus, or don't sue Rome, don't sue King Herod, or Pontius Pilate. Who is Pontius Pilate? He's a, he's a, I have no idea who he is. Uh, I've heard the name, but I don't know if he's a, is he a real person? Is he like a social pointer to in this country? I'm probably completely off base here, but was he a Caesar? Oh, maybe. I assumed he was some kind of Native American. One of us can't be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've covered all the bases on that, right? Yeah, he's either... I think I'm just confusing Pontius with Pocahontas. (laughs) Is this guy trying to sue Pocahontas? (laughs) Anyway, um, that is me this week. All right. Steve's collection of useless meanderings. Scum. Mm. Uh, Following the closure of a Sega theme park in Japan two decades ago, farmers from a a remote village purchased and to this day proudly display a giant Sonic the Hedgehog statue. (laughs) Just in the middle of nowhere in Japan. (laughs) A giant Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Waiting for some kind of big press reveal for the new Sonic film. Yeah, yeah. Where out of it erupts. <laughs> Have you seen the new Sonic CGI thing? Yeah. We went over it in a podcast that wasn't released in the end. Yeah. Um, where the, yeah, the original was just messed up and now it looks a bit better. Uh, no, it's, it looks, it, now it looks more like the, the thing actual they were thing, to draw. but it's just like, well, this isn't really going to make a shit movie any better. Yeah. It could possibly be silly and stupid enough to still be okay. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, I but I got tired of Sonic trying to be cool. Like, it's not cool to be cool anymore. He's wearing a watch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the only way to make it good would be to have him being ironic. Like, ironically <laughs> cool. So, like, point out how fucking lame it is mm. that he's like, awesome, high five, dude. Like, that like yeah be yeah, like yeah. yeah no that's fucking lame doesn't work anymore yeah it's gonna it's whole, just be a it's, kid's it's, film it's, isn't it it's do the bartman right you know what i mean like it's just it's it's it, it, that's that's early 90s cool 
Mm. What's cool now? You can't just do the same shit and expect it to work. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I love Sonic. Could have been, uh... I, I loved those games. They were my Mario. Like I was, I was always a Sega kid growing up. So, like, mm. I have like a fondness of of that um, that certain aspect of nostalgia. But like, I, it, I, the, the character itself is very limited without doing something good with it that isn't just I'm Sonic. I'm really fast. Yeah, I never really had a game growing up. No, not like in those young young years. Now, there's certain games that are like drugs. Mm. Like, I mean, I'm a weird, you know, study case. 7-Up free is a drug for me. Um, <laughs> but games as well, yeah, this the dopamine rush you get from that kind of digital stimulus. Yeah. It's a real crack for me. I don't remember ever having that as a kid. I wonder when it started. I should look into that. It could be quite interesting. Uh, I think it was, I think I'd used, it was just one of those things that I'd just get zoned in on. Mm. But, um, because I did, there wasn't there wasn't really a lot else. That I wasn't like I, the weird thing. I I remember playing them a lot when I was a kid, but I was never really very good at it. And I'm still yeah. not really very good at games. See, I was I was over, I was above average. I think not great, but I was above average on a lot of games. But I never had the. I again, I'd have that zone in on stuff, mm. and just kind of like yeah, kind of get do television. This. Yeah, yeah, but it wouldn't be crack. Yeah. I really describe it as crack now. The same way that I describe sugar as crack. Mm. Maybe it's just that's part of getting older. The older you get, the more <laughs> attached you get to the idea of happiness. Because <laughs> all your optimism's gone. And they're like, oh, fucking, if I can build a good house in Minecraft, maybe that will solve all my problems. Yeah, I don't know, I've never done Minecraft. I, d- I, I go through stints of Minecraft where I'm just like, yeah, really in the mood for it. And then like an hour later, it's just, no, I'm not in the mood for this anymore. Yeah, but I like that I'm, whole I'm a fan of Minecraft style games, creativity kind of thing. I like it, but I I can't. I need in order to get to same with like film and television. Yeah, it needs to be of a certain immersion that can't break. And Minecraft really does break all the immersion for me. I can get just immersed because of the graphics just, style. I see. I don't. I, 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 I don't mind that so much. Like I'm I'm sold on graphics being whatever they are as long as the game's good. Like, but and I, there's an aspect to that. Um, but like, um. There's a certain there's a point with Minecraft where it's just like I've seen people building like computer processors and stuff mm. like in game out of the various shit and I'm just like I'm never going to be that into it where it yeah. teaches me how to program like I'm I'm right. never going to I'm I'm never going to care that much I just want to like I don't know I just want to find some coal can I just <laughs> <laughs> That feels like such a Steve thing <laughs> of like these resource gathering games. You're like, you've got the coal and you need it for this. It's like, no, no, no. I just want to hold it. My- <laughs> I've got my coal. Now I'm happy. Now my it feels like Christmas. Minecraft. Like every Christmas I've ever had. Walking around, lump of coal. Now my- I'm happy. My games of Minecraft always start exactly the same way, which is you get a few resources like within the first sort of sort of five ten minutes Mm. and then it starts to go dark and the bad things start coming out so you just dig a hole lock it in (laughs) and wait for daylight (laughs) like every single time just this is fun yeah i really am digging my own potential and then i'm just like i'm I'm just watching the sun out of this (laughs) tiny hole in the in the earth above me like just just waiting for it to come back up again so it's safe to go outside and i'm like this is very much like life really i suppose (laughs) 
I've never played Minecraft. I played a game that was similar to Minecraft called Eco. That was a pile of crap. But it's basically Minecraft on a really small planet. I don't know what Minecraft is on, but it's like a globe and okay. climate change is happening. <laughs> oh, right? God. And you need to do things to prevent a giant meteor in the sky smashing into it. Because it that's was... climate change. <laughs> <laughs> meteor. But like, yeah, like the planet became polluted the more you polluted or something. Right. But Don't pollute the planet. The same... you'll, you'll attract the attention of the meteors. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was the whole premise of that game. I couldn't get into it. But again, it's just the graphics. Yeah. I agree with you that certain bad graphic games are great or low budget graphics games are great. But yeah. for that type of immersion, mm. I definitely feel different. I played Ark, which is like basically that, but with dinosaurs and beautiful Ark, graphics. Yeah, I've got really that. Good. I still haven't played it. Oh, that had that. That was probably my first crack game. Yeah. About three years ago or something. Yeah. And it's so immersive because like when you get smashed up by a Tyrannosaurus Rex, you're like, I can feel this. <laughs> I've built this it's, whole. Bu- all... I've built this whole house, and this dinosaur is just destroying the whole is thing. Is it all permadeath stuff? No, no, no. It can be. Well, I've done that once. I, d- I don't like those games. It's funny. It's insane. It's a different experience. I d- I d- it's great yeah. though. But yeah, I agree with it's you. It's just. It's just time. I see people. My I d- whole I, life. Like I, I played. I, I like No Man's Sky. Like everyone yeah. shat on it when it came out. It's slowly gotten better and better. But like I got like a VR thing, and it's fucking insane. Mm. Um, yeah, they re-released it recently, didn't they? Or they did a big patch recently that made a load of changes. Yeah, we've yeah. never really spoken about games on this podcast. No, no. Well, I, I'm not. I've much never been of a, sure on your game experience. I'd, I, I've I've played some games, like yeah. not not a huge amount, and I I rarely finish one. Like I I that I've got a load of games that I'm about halfway through. Yeah, that that's where it stops. And then by the time I get back to it, be like, oh, that was awesome. I can't remember anything that's happened, so I start it again. And then I get halfway through and stop again. Like it's it's yeah, that's, yeah. it tends to be my cycle with fucking everything. Um, but oh, what was it? Yeah. So uh, like, I've I've seen people playing No Man's Sky and like um, they've been like, oh, I got to, I got three hundred hours into this save and then I died, so I had to start again. It's just like um, yeah. like I'm playing this for fun, like to <laughs> to build something out up and to be able to always go back to it and look at this thing and like um, um, whatever or explore this galaxy. Like I don't want to start again. I don't like I, that that part of it. That that risk is not a thrill for me. Uh, the, like the, that's that that's I get where you're coming from. Causes a certain anxiety that makes me want to stop <laughs> playing. But I really enjoy starting like starting the, a new. Yeah, um, I, I like I'm like that with loads of stuff. Yeah. You know, and oh, I understand I like, avocado. the idea that, like, well, life's like that. It's like, yeah, but I'm not exploring <laughs> other planets in real life. I'm sitting in my room most of the time. Yeah. There's no real danger there unless there's, like, a <laughs> CO2 leak or something. But as the, with the permadeath thing, it just changes your experience because there's so much more risk. Yeah. And, yeah, it's more anxious. Yeah. But, like, your whole experience of the whole thing is like, oh, my God, I'm going to die and I'm going to lose everything. Mm. It's, just, it's nice to feel that dread. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Sonic. So, yeah, that you was, played Sonic. Yeah, rings yeah. and a, a, a professor, a scientist, a professor, uh, a doctor, d- doctor, doctor, doctor Robotnik, um, or Doctor Eggman. I can't remember the regions where it was different. I think Eggman. The, I think in the US it was Eggman, and in Europe and Japan it was Robotnik. Communist. I think it might be the other Isn't way around. Not wanting communists, I guess. I don't know. Don't he always seemed Robotnik. quite. He always seemed quite communistic. It's the red jacket, red and black, <laughs> flying uh, around. Yeah, yeah. 
It was good music in Sonic. That's the only thing it's I remember. It's great. Like those those old games, the the music in them was like second to none. Like mm. I, that, it's it's still amazing. Like it's it's there's something about eight bit tunes that have just mm. you can feel the work that's gone into them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels more alive. Yeah, and I like some eight bit games, but yeah, I can't get immersed in it. I like the puzzly ones and mm. devil daggers and stuff like like Quake, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, giant, um, there's a giant Sonic in. Uh, there's a giant Sonic in, in rural Japan <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Fair enough. Upon hijacking a plane and holding it for ransom for six hundred thousand dollars, Glenn <laughs> K. Tripp had his drink spiked uh, with Valium by a flight attendant. Throughout the ten-hour standoff that followed, the ransom was lowered and lowered and lowered. <laughs> Finally settling on three cheeseburgers and a running head start from the police. <laughs> that's a great end demands. Yeah. Just like, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. That's a, a completely reasonable request for all the money. And now he's just like, all right, three cheeseburgers. And don't, just don't arrest me immediately. Just give, give me like, just do, you know, a, 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 a head start. A good head start, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Just give me a fighting chance. I've eaten three cheeseburgers by this point. Give me a break. Uh. <laughs> it's- oh, I really f- I fancy a cheeseburger. Have you got any on the plane? No. Mm. <laughs> I might trade this plane. Three cheeseburgers. <laughs> Not even like one burger or like five. No. Like, no, just this plane feels like it's about three. Yeah. About three burgers. <laughs> Or he's thinking, like, I couldn't eat three burgers before I got arrested. Yeah. I could eat yeah, three, just the about. passengers, just like, three burgers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm my, worth three burgers? My day's been wasted for three burgers. <laughs> well, I wonder, who's ransoming a plane? Maybe it was in a relationship with that woman we mentioned last week. Well, I think he's ransoming the passengers. <laughs> oh, God. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cares about the plane. <laughs> I thought he was right to be the plane. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's such a beautiful plane. I'd be like 600 grand for this plane. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's reasonable. It's fair. Yeah. There's part of me that wants to commit some kind of giant heist like that. Do you know what I mean? Just do it in my own little way. I've, I, um, uh, yeah, I mentioned something back to you before in that um, I think uh, one of the ways, because you spent last week... Uh, as I'm doing more of the, I'm, I'm doing the editing now. Yeah. Uh, that some of the things you've seen that I've done in terms of like, including pictures in something. Yeah. You've been like, oh, the passion you must have for yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's a, there's a difference in our ideas of that in that you could do what I did really well and you would do it better than I did. Right. But it's the, it took me 10 seconds mm. and my rationale when it comes to doing anything productive or creative is just know my limits and my limits are if I can do it within a really short period of time, mm. then I'll do it. Yeah. And the main purpose for that was to give context to the conversation. Yeah. I could have done it with more graphics, more animation, more of that kind of stuff that you can be tempted to go down to, again, make it more better. Mm. But my whole, I think a lot of my mentality about life come down to slapdash and I would love to do a slapdash heist <laughs> is where that's going. Yeah. <laughs> just really simple, yes, no questions. Can't yeah. be bothered with the complexities of your intricate heists. Yeah. Start off in the bank, go down to the underground, yeah. and then go to a plane, 
it's an airport in a shed or something. But like, no, just let's rob yeah. a bank and get the bus home. Yeah. Have we got a gun? No. We got a hammer. <laughs> just, like, I'll, you pretend to be a gun and let's do this. <laughs> They get, they get the point. I'm bringing the concept of a gun in. Yeah. <laughs> they have to surrender to it. Yeah. I mean, technically, do they? Yeah. They do, don't they? If you say, I've got a gun, they're just like, yeah, there you go. Artie um, Lang was on a Joe Rogan podcast recently. I have to it yet. Is it good? Uh, I've list- I started listening to it, um, mm. and then I got mixed up with some other stuff. But yeah, Artie Lang goes into a story where he was in- in put into jail or prison for a while because he, as a joke, went into a bank and handed a note over saying something along the lines of, give me all your money. Oh, right. And then he went, oh, you know, forget it, it's a joke. And then left the bank. <laughs> didn't give him the money, but she started. When he got home, SWAT, like, raided his Jesus. girlfriend's house or something. And, uh, yeah, he went to jail or prison. Ooh, tough crowd. So, yeah, he didn't, he didn't even take any money. Yeah. Didn't even he, bring in the concept of the a gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just passed her a note and then took it back and then left. <laughs> and that's bank robbery. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I think they have to, they're all covered. The, the whole thing is they're all insured or whatever. So they just give whatever it is. Yeah. And but then I they guess have to justify like, the well, swap costs. We can't prove that you didn't just chicken out. Well, you did threaten. In which case, if well, you attempt a bank robbery, like that's illegal as well. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, you initiated the beginnings of a heist. Yeah. And more slapdash than what Nick would have done. So that is definitely punishable in some way. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, any, even like the, even a bit of writing can be used as a bank robber. As yeah. As a heist. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, more slapdash. More sl- Just do it and you get the idea. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you get the concept of what I'm trying to do. Just, just give it to me. Well, like the intro music from last week. Yeah. I, I, I did a, a semi-rushed like, oh, this is kind of the idea of what I want to do it's not perfect but I'm you said we had a conversation before and I think uh, I think I worded it badly but yeah I'm very easy to edit myself and just like not th- overthink things like I'm blessed with the talent of not being struggled to think about things I could just turn <laughs> off my brain so it's just like I'll do an edit and be like oh that's fine it's what I it's vaguely there yeah goodbye I can walk away and do it and yeah, it'd be good to be part of a, a big grand heist like that. Mm. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's definitely a high point in your life, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just now uh, you get the up you get the point. Mm. That's basically me. That's basically me. All right. Bakito. Bakito is a resident gorilla at Rotterdam Zoo. Oh. Every day an elderly woman visited Bakito, <laughs> and every day their eyes would meet, and she would smile, and he would smile back. Zookeepers did warn her not to do this, um, <laughs> but encapsulated by the bond that they shared as she and Bakito smiled at each other, the ritual continued. Uh. One day, Bakito escaped and, <laughs> and turned up at her house with the concept of a gun. <laughs> and upon seeing his friend, proceeded to sit on the woman, hospitalizing her with bite wounds and shattering her arm and wrist. <laughs> The woman said that the ape was still her favourite, even though she felt she was going to die. (laughs) Any last words? I still liked his smile. Okay. The thing I fucking love most about this was that there's um, 
there's an article on like NBC News. I think this was like 2007 or something. Mm. And they post a <laughs> they post a picture and uh, and it's like of these uh of parents like grabbing their kids and like running away yeah. as like as as, sh- as, as shit's this going down. Woman is and underneath this there's, there's like a caption of of that's just like um uh panicked parents uh, grab their children and attempt to escape. Um, from from Bakito, pictured here behind the palm tree, <laughs> and it's a little plant with these big gorilla shoulders just sticking out of it. Like they couldn't even be asked to get a good picture of the fucking gorilla. It's just Lippers <laughs> is alive. That's what they were freaking out about. What's he hiding behind that palm tree for? Yeah, but. Dude, if 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 the zookeeper say stop smiling at the gorilla, <laughs> it's not what you think it means. <laughs> Don't do it. And now she said like she she still she still still goes back with her husband. And her husband's like <laughs> fine with this. Like yeah, like there's Bikito, he tried to kill you. How did he escape? Uh, just no. Just, don't, don't know. They didn't. There was. She there was slipped no, him a key. <laughs> gave I, him her address. I couldn't find any detail on how on. Um, he the gorilla went to her house. No, 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 no. She, from the zoo. Like, oh, she, she, she was, was in the zoo. She, she was at the zoo, right. and like she she'd passed him and smiled and waved and whatever. He smiled <laughs> back, and then um, she went to another exhibit and then turned around and he was there. <laughs> like just she it said she heard a thud, and I turned around. And there he was. <laughs> do animals smile? Well, that's the thing. I don't think they do. No. I think it's a sign of aggression. I Maybe. think that's why the zookeepers told teeth, her to stop doing then, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, like people say dogs smile. It's just the way the dog's faces are built. It looks like they're smiling. Yeah. But I don't think it really well, dogs- shows... In the mouth, they well, so, express through their eyes. I think. I think more recently, they've they've said they've discovered, and I don't know how they discover this, but mm. whatever. That um, that dogs have sort of evolved to to smile, like they get that, that they understand the emotion that's behind that, which is which is why they they do it. Probably like from mirroring us in some way. Yeah, yeah. But you could because mistake they've evolved a with panting us. dog for a smiling dog, right? Yeah, you could yeah. just do that. But you can tell from other and things. And dogs pant when then also when they're like, nervous and when they're cats don't smile. No, they don't have I that don't facility. Think monkeys. I think you got the PG Tips performance monkeys. That's the thing. I think monkeys they do like th- flap up their lips. So they you don't can see their teeth, but that wasn't yeah. necessarily pleasant. Monkeys don't smile. Monkeys show aggression by like baring mm, teeth and yeah, stuff yeah. like. It's not the same thing. So not sh- yeah. So that gorilla might not have been smiling at her. Did yeah. Something else. And but maybe he was right. I've got the the uh, animals communicate different to people. Yeah. Right. That uh, that gorilla could have been showing affection by sitting on her back and biting her. You know, animals bite. It's not necessarily like dogs bite. Not necessarily aggressively, mm. as in they'll um, put their hand around your their, their mouth around your hand or like nibble. And that's okay. not necessarily aggressive. Yeah, that's playful, communicative. Yeah, could be a number of things. Sitting but on when you. a gorilla and uh, uh, yeah, dogs do that. Apparently, that's to assert some kind of dominance. Yeah, but it's also depending on how you act with your dog. I heard um, dogs don't like being hugged because mm. it's constrictive and they right. feel like they can't escape. But if you build up a relationship with your dog where you hug your dog, the yep. dog will start to associate that hugging yeah. with, with showing Just affection. don't go and hug a stranger's dog. Yeah, basically, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, that gorilla could have just been nibbling on that old lady, trying to, like, be like, oh, isn't it great? I haven't been out in, a, in years. 
<laughs> doing all this. And he's just saying, just so you know, I'm making the decisions around here, so I'm going to sit on your back. Yeah. Right, I'm going to nibble your fingers, just to, just to show you that we're cool. And then what else did he do? Punch her in the back of the... He, br- he broke her Broke something. her arm and her wrist. I'm just going to break your arm and your wrist. several times. <laughs> <laughs> so it could have been friendly, but just gorillas are much stronger than people. Not sure. But like, th- there's, there's well, video... Well, this way. If he wanted to be aggressive, he could have done a lot worse. Yeah. There's, While there's, smiling. There, there is video footage of him. And it, it, I, I was sort of disappointed, but sort of delighted because the video said um, that this is Paquito rampaging around a, a restaurant because he got, before they before they captured him, he went into the zoo restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and like all of these people like fled and screaming rice. and stuff, like things flying about. And he's just like, like he's just wandering. <laughs> yeah. Like he's not being aggressive in that situation. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just people being terrified just because of what was round here. That thing's massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it smells yeah. good round here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might live here now. Yeah. <laughs> Have the penny, Ale, Ale, Bia. He's actually appreciative that they dried these trays in a rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> was that? Oh, I it's missed Eddie, one. It? Mm. Sorry, I was, tr- I was trying to find the next one. Realized I missed one. Um, it is entirely legal. For the police in the UK to break into anyone's home if they suspect that said person is harbouring foreign bees. (laughs) 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 Harbouring them like a (laughs) portmaster. Quick, put them under the boat. (laughs) According to the Bees Act of 1980. (laughs) Oh, that wonderful bee act. The yeah. dancing was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, how they were able to interpret <laughs> harbouring laws was great. Yeah. <laughs> so you got, you got bees in there. I can hear them buzzing around. I can hear them with a different <laughs> accent than what's from around here. <laughs> I got animals in there, Ventura. I can hear them <laughs> scratching around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't remember. That's a different quote. God damn it. <laughs> Is when he was, she was barking. The dog was barking at Einhorn. Oh, <laughs> so it's true. Dogs can sense evil, <laughs> but that wasn't the right quote for that. Yeah. Oh God, that's gonna bug me for ages now. You what bastard? There's, what? A, there's a line that Jim Carrey says. Yeah. When the landlord comes out, and he's surprised by him. Yes, Satan. Yes. Okay, I think that was. Yeah, I think that's I'm sorry, it sir. You yeah, sounded like somebody else. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, legend. Legendary film. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, bees. Um, yeah, foreign bees. Foreign bees. Break. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, can't be in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, plural. Right? You've got to have like a handful of bees. Yeah, like what count, what's, what's enough? Like what's enough to justify smashing down someone's front door? <laughs> Is this, have we fallen into... <laughs> A crevice of this podcast where I think for the past four weeks I've been fascinated with finding an anti-Semite. And you've been fascinated with more and more bees. <laughs> I think we both latched onto one idea at the same time. Yeah. Well, bees the bee thing has evolved from a simple kind of technical error to a general fascination about the actual animal. Yeah, started off as the phone emitting, messing with the microphones. Yeah. Yeah. Then it turned into a technical difficulty splash screen. <laughs> yeah. And then just more and more bees. 
that they began to pollinate. Yeah. How do, well, it, it's no joke, bees. Like foreign animals coming into a country. Isn't it? Yeah, no. So it's it just could, specifically bees. Yeah, must have happened a lot in the 80s. Yeah, not like flies or any other kind of foreign <laughs> insect. Just just bees. Yeah. Mm. Words for all those, I forget what that's called, but the bug players, whatever it was we were speaking about before, people having sex with worms. Oh, yeah. I did briefly think, like, are bees in involved in that not sure they're I'd not fuck animals are they <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that feeling of loads of insects crawling all over you I can't be ma- is that maximised by a swarm of bees oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a big hairdryer yeah I just I, I just wa- sexual. I watched that Black Mirror episode last week with the robot bees that was a really good episode yeah it was good but like yeah don't want them around <laughs> me <laughs> it's the way of the future yeah um, and finally, train robber George Wilson received a presidential pardon thanks to the co- thanks to the coerciveness of several of his more high-statured friends. But racked with guilt for his crimes, he fought the presidential pardon at the U.S. Supreme Court in a landmark <laughs> case and won. He was hanged. He's, he started standing against himself. He's got the. <laughs> That's good. Great news. You, the president has pardoned you of your crimes. No. What do you mean? I want to hang. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I want to hang. Yeah. He okay. Just, he robbed a mail train. He was just, he was completely wrapped with guilt about it. His mate had already been hanged, but because he had like friends in high places, they got mm. him off with a presidential pardon. Pardon. But he was, just, he just felt so bad about it all that, it was, that he decided to fight it. I will fight this. Like, just go kill yourself. Yeah, just like, go hang yourself. <laughs> go get hit by a train. Yeah, do whatever you want. You don't have to. You don't have to have the government kill you. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, but I guess it's being seen. Yeah, no, that's survivors' guilt, isn't it? Mm. I think loads of people who survived the Titanic they couldn't have like rubber ducks in the bath or whatever. <laughs> just, just like. Oh no, it's Briggs. Oh, this is, this is PTSD yeah. from Ed the Duck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah survivor's guilt. That's a really, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I, I, so I've heard about that kind of stuff. With your brother from, in. Yeah, I've heard of that, of that kind of stuff in wars where, like, yeah. you're the only surviving member of your troop or something like that. Well, same with uh, modern day tragedies. Like, if you were in a car crash and you were the only one who survived, yeah, yeah. you'd have you'd feel why me you know? yeah you kind of have that kind of whole thing mm. so yeah 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 he could have gone hang himself but yeah i guess he wanted to die like his brothers yeah. in arms of the train robbery mm. i guess to kind of have some symbiosis yeah 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 i reckon there must be i like the i don't know how strongly people feel about an afterlife because the only example i've seen of extreme christians like in afterlife situations has been the Westboro Baptist Church celebrating people dying and family members dying because now they're in heaven and that's brilliant. Yeah. But all other cr- people who believe in christian stuff have never felt really happy that someone's died. No. Um, I think I've seen some instances of cultures that that, that grieve in a, from a position of happiness. Oh, yeah. Like have a big piss up and celebrate the life. Yeah. Rather than mourn the death. But but also like uh oh aren't they so lucky that now they're up there? 
or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that seems so crazy to me. But I, yeah. think, I think it would be more widespread. Mm. But I haven't hung around a lot of Christians. No, no. No Christian, very, very few Christians, no anti-Semites. <laughs> Loads of bees, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, do, do you know any Christians? I bet you must. Uh, probably. I did look for an anti-Semite in my family. Well, yeah. When I went down to visit my family, I asked a few people, you only anti-Semites? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I definitely know one. Mm. But... Oh, yeah. Not a huge amount, though. Yeah. Well, I'm at Nick Snip. <laughs> at Sing It Steve. <laughs> We're at Pulling Teeth Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at wisdom at pullingteethpodcast.com and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pullingteethpodcast. Yeah, we're on the YouTube page if you want to see our strange bearded faces. Yeah. And we've got the website, www.pullingteethpodcast.com. Yeah. Um, where there's going to be Tuesdays, the videos are going to be released. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's a weird, sti- oh, Final Cut Pro. You, it's the YouTube thing as well. It's, and it's hate tech that's done badly. Mm. And YouTube has a setting where you can privately show your videos to other people. Yeah. Or you can schedule them to be public, but you can't have them in both instances at the same time. Yeah, it's a poor, like... it's just stupid. <laughs> From a programmer perspective... I say program, I'm not really a programmer. Yeah. But I work in that vague field, and it's just like, right, I write a lot of code, and it's just I come across people with those types of solutions all the time, and I'm just like, no, 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 don't do it that way, do it this way. Yeah. And I get that with a lot of stuff. But yeah, so I'm trying, still trying to figure out how I'm going to do that, because at the moment it's a bit laborious of me... To do it, it might just be easier to release the YouTube videos a day early. Mm. But I don't know. I like the idea of if people want to see something early, they can come to us directly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but it feels, feels like a fan thing mm. rather than a, it's just on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's us for this week. Yeah, I'll try and find some more bee stuff for next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep on hunting for anti <laughs> What hashtag should I use for it, though? That's the thing. I'm going to start twi- tweeting about it. Yeah. What what hashtag would you would would you do you think an anti semite would regularly check? <laughs> do you know what <laughs> I mean? Nothing that I'm willing to say on air. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, am I right? Am I right? What's that hashtag. <laughs> am I right? Twice. <laughs> hashtag. Or just like no, like uh, yeah, checking the room before speaking. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. No. Know what I mean? <laughs> it's not just me, right? Yeah. Stupid <laughs> hashtag like that. I'll just keep on doing it till I find it. Yeah. SoundCloud hashtags are weird. Seems like everyone's got a hashtag because you can click on it to see what other SoundCloud stuff there is. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Like, this is weird. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Through the power of hashtags, we may find ourselves an anti Semite. Or a bee. <laughs> or, or a foreign bee. <laughs> 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 <laughs>